We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Guys, we wanted to bring another reaction video here for you guys. Been trying to do a lot more of that recently. A lot of you guys seem to really enjoy the reactions we give uh, of some of these other things. And, you know, we like to give reactions to some people because, you know, it's good to spread the word out there of other people. And this one comes from the Pat McAfee Show. Fantastic interview today with... Jeff Saturday after his first win with the Indianapolis Colts. A lot of you may or may not know Jeff Saturday and Pat McAfee actually did play with each other at one point. Um, they were actually teammates at the beginning of Pat McAfee's career as towards the end of Jeff Saturday's career. So these two definitely know each other from being in the same building. So it definitely leads to a great conversation. And again, shout out to Pat McAfee as well. We, uh, you guys may or may not remember he was in our live stream the other day. So shout out to him. Uh, and again, shout out to Pat McAfee doing fantastic things on YouTube and everything else. But we're going to react to this real quick, guys. This is him talking to Jeff Saturday of the Indianapolis Colts after this win. Let's hear what they had to say. In the horseshoe and wants the best out of the horseshoe. That's why Jim Irsay called him in the middle of a game one week and one day ago and said, what are you seeing? Ladies and gentlemen, the interim head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, Jeff Saturday. Yeah! <laughs> I do love that Pat always makes sure to put emphasis on the word interim. <laughs> Always puts emphasis on that because some people seem to forget that. But let's continue. What's up, dude? What's up, my brother? Let me just tell you, if I can take you everywhere with me as a hype man, dude, I mean, I know I can't afford you. But if I could, <laughs> I would totally I would totally bring you. There's not, there's not a man who can make another man feel that good about himself besides you, dude. I appreciate it. Well, you deserve it, man. And I've been battling for you on these internet streets, and I know that you haven't known that because you've been so focused, which is what a head coach of an NFL has to be, in an NFL team has to be. But let me just ask you how you're feeling right now. You're undefeated. There's no way you could have expected it. <laughs> in your press conference, I know you said you were drinking from a fire hydrant or whatever. There was a lot coming in. You hadn't even had an offensive coordinator yet. This was on Tuesday. You hire Parks Frazier, 30-year-old. Great job, Parks. Great job, Parks. Yeah. 
but you give a victory Monday to the boys. I think it's so you can figure more shit out before they get back in the building. But how are you <laughs> feeling fair. right now in that first week? Just describe it pretty much to us if you could. Yeah, no, man. It was uh, it really was like drinking from a fire hydrant. It was fast and furious. Uh, a lot of decisions to be made. Uh, you know, but but here's the deal, man. All the guys that that were here, they they stepped up uh, in an in an enormous way. Gus on the defensive side, Bubba with the special teams, and then from an offensive perspective, you know, you're down basically two two coaches slash coordinators, right? Frank was calling it, and Marcus Brady, who was doing all the installation uh, leading into. So uh, you know, you, I really taxed those guys offensively, especially, and so that was part of the uh, the victory. Monday, right, is to be able to get them back in the building, let let things kind of settle. Um, but for, as far as execution of it, I made some small changes and tweaks to practice schedules and, and schedules in general. I tried to keep as much um, kind of in line for what roles guys were playing and what expectations were going to be for them on Sunday and, and how the communication was going to occur. But, but again, you know, it's, it's just a matter of process. And I feel strongly about process and putting it in place and those guys, man, they they executed it to perfection. I, I I've described it as an orchestra. Like when I watched it happen and listening to it on the headset and, and the communication, uh, you know, we had a couple bumps in the road, but man, all in all, it was it was uh, really well done. How much were you a part of the strategy uh, going in? Because obviously, the offensive line and Jonathan Taylor looked vastly different than they had the rest of the season. I assume that was a part of the conversation you had with Jim in the middle of the Patriots game in which he called you, but it was real. Jonathan Taylor was an MVP candidate last year. This year, not at all. The offensive line becomes the highest paid offensive line in the, in the league because they were really good. This year, not at all. Right. Did you make any tweaks? Did you feel hands-on? Or is that what you're going to do yeah. going forward? Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I probably spend, you know, eighty-five percent of my time in the offensive room right now, and and uh, you know, I, I you, listen. I'm, there's not a whole lot I'm gonna be able to tell Gus or Fox or the rest of those guys in that room who've been coaching, you know, thirty plus years or however long they've been they've been coaching, and we just talk strategy. And you know, Gus is great about coming in and explaining to me why he's doing what he's doing, and do I have any hesitation about it? And Bubba the same way. Uh, but offensively, those are the meetings that I've been in and and uh, sitting in there and and hopefully my influence and in, and in what my expectations are. And again, we did. We significantly reduced what we were going to do and and uh, understanding that we're going to do maybe fewer things, but we're going to do those fewer things exceptionally well. And I felt like I gave I armed our guys from a coaching staff perspective and players. Hey, man, this is this is the call. And and I'll be very frank. I, I caught our offensive line out. And hey, man, like this is. I'm going to we're going to stop it real quick because he's about to he's about to make a point here, which we're going to uh, discuss in further detail here in a second. Uh, and I think that uh, it's great that, you know, he talked about when talking about strategy, he mentions that, you know, he's been in the offensive room the majority of the time. You know, that's where Jeff Saturday understands, you know, he's not as much of the defensive guy. So, you know, he listens to what the defensive guys have to say. They ask for his input. He gives it. They move on. But, you know, the offense is how things go. And I liked what he said about dumbing things down a little bit. It's kind of what that is, is, you know, it's we're not doing as many things now, but we're going to make sure the few things that we are doing, we're going to make sure that we do those right. That's the whole point. And I think that's what the thing is, right, Cody? Getting back to basics, understanding, like, you know, how to play the game of football at a more simplified level. It feels great to hear him say that and understanding that's his strategy. Yeah, how many times have we said, especially like the last couple of years, Colts just outsmarted themselves, right? 
Like, how many times did they – they did a lot of things, but did they do anything particularly well this year? No, not really, you know? Mm-hmm. And I like that idea of, like, we're not going to, you know, try to do a 100 things, you know, and do them all poorly. No, we're going to reduce it to a couple things. We're going to simplify it down, make it easy for our players. Like, hey, we're going to focus on these things to do it to the best of our ability. Like, that's what I think you have to do to be a good football team, right? Mm-hmm. You don't, you know, obviously strategy and play calling and stuff like that. And, you know, being creative, that stuff's important. But at the end of the day, if you can't come back and do the fundamental things well, you're not, I don't care how smart you are, how much you out scheme another team. Like if you can't block, pass block or, or run block or, you know, not turn the ball over. Like, it doesn't matter how good your strategy is. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. And I like that. I like that Jeff's like, we're just getting back to the basics, becoming true to who we are and who we know we are. Yep. And that's just a breath of fresh air because this team has not done that this year. Absolutely. Armed our guys from a coaching staff perspective and players. Hey, man, this is this is the call. And and I'll be very frank. I, I caught our offensive line out. And hey, man, like this is, this is on you, right? Here's the expectations of what you have. Best players have to have, and those guys, man, they they met it. There was no back down in them, and and uh, they appreciated the challenge. And you you man, you see JT like that kid, uh, he's special, and uh, touches matter for him, and getting the, getting the run game going. Um, you know, it, but again, it, it's it's kind of all in for everybody. Is how do we balance this? And I, I want to make sure that that everybody has input, and everybody did, man. And it was it was, uh, but but. You, man, you've been with me in the locker room. Yeah, that's you what know, I was about to know. say. So, so Jeff, yeah. like, and yeah, so again, he said, and Pat's going to allude to this, uh, which I appreciate because he's saying, because he knows from firsthand experience, he knows this guy. He knows how he operates and knows how he works. And he's about to elaborate that here in a second. But you heard Jeff Saturday say it. I called our O-line out. Remember, Cody, pre last week, remember just last week when Frank Reich, when we lost, they said, I'm not going to point out the offensive line. You know, I'm just going to hope that we can figure things out and, you know, I'm not going to put them on the spot. Like we said, Frank, we know, we know what the problem is. You can't block, you can't block and whether run blocking or pass blocking and it's not working. Call it out. Say what the problem is. At least tell us that you acknowledge that there's a huge problem here with an offensive line that up to this year has never had a problem like this. And now all of a sudden it's a huge problem. And Jeff Saturday coming out saying, hey, man, listen, this crap can't stand no more, man. We know what you're capable of. Like, we know what you're capable of. Like, this is not the standard that Chris Ballard is is setting up for you guys when he built this offensive line of you five people, right? He brought you five in here to do your job and is paying you to do so. And this is the expectation. You got to meet it. And like, it, it may have been a breath of fresh air, Cody, like you mentioned earlier, maybe an offensive, like sometimes Cody, you need somebody to hold you accountable. Sometimes people want to be held accountable when they feel like as if they're being like in the media, when your coach is saying, Oh, I'm not going to call them out. You know, we'll just have to continue to try to get better. Like that is just sugarcoating issues, right? Like you need somebody as a coach, as somebody that you respect, like a guy like Jeff Saturday to say, you're not doing your job good enough. Here's what we need to do. This is the standard. This is what we're going to do. And it's like, all right, 
we're going to do this now because now I feel like I can understand this guy. I loved when I heard that from Jeff Saturday. Mm-hmm, man. Yeah. I mean, my goodness, like, it's just crazy to me that like it was almost to the point where Frank almost didn't like have any accountability for anybody. And it's like, how do you expect to compete if you're not like holding guys accountable? They preached accountability. They even took the whole offseason, right, to bring in these guys to hold guys accountable. And there was zero accountability for like the majority of this season. You know, and it's just it, Jeff Saturday wasn't even here for a whole week. And he was able to get that out of the offensive line, but just calling them out. Yeah. You know, like that's what this team needed, man. I mean, you will look at when this offensive line was at its best. 2018, Dave DeGugliamo, as much as you can say whatever you want about him, this dude, I know for a fact, he held this offensive line accountable. He would call guys out. This offensive line has been on a progressive decline ever since DeGugliamo was let go. Mm-hmm. And Chris Strausser was brought in. Like, and the Colts need this offensive line. They need guys that are going to get in their face and challenge them and say, live up to the expectation. Like, you need to do this. You know, when you hear it, it's different when you hear it from the head coach. You know, it is. Like, it changes things. When you hear it from a guy who we talked about with the resume of Jeff Saturday as a player who's been there and done that. I mean, you want to, I would want to follow that guy. Oh yeah. You better listen to that guy. Cause if you're not listening to that guy, then I don't know what, what you want to do. Right. Like, I mean, as great as Quentin Nelson is like, again, Nelson don't have anywhere near the pedigree that Jeff Saturday's had as a player yet. You know, like, I mean, that is a man right there that has a pedigree that you want to listen to. I mean, if Mike Tyson walks into a gym and wants to teach you how to box and you say, oh, well, I, I liked it the other way. No, you don't do that. You're going to listen to Mike Tyson because it's Mike freaking Tyson, right? Like that's the whole point. Right. And if Jeff Saturday tells you what needs to be done, then you go listen because it's Jeff Saturday. So let's continue listening here. Yeah, that's what I'm about to say is like you calling out the offensive line like that's very much who you are. And that's that's also like Jim Irsay knows that about you. And I think and in, in, we had like an open discussion whenever we learned that you were going to be the head coach. And obviously a lot of people are looking at me to chit chat about it because I know you. I know you well. I know your family well. And I know you as your teammate. And I'm like, maybe Jim Irsay had been scouting like Jeff, like, hey, he has all the traits that you would want to be an NFL head coach. Now we have an opportunity to have like nine weeks or whatever to see how it goes. You alluded to that in a press conference. Like, Hey, I might be good at this. I might not be. If I'm not, I have enough (laughs) self-awareness to be out of here. But if I am, let's go ahead and continue to do this. Did you hear all the conversation about you not earning this role and you not being prepared for this role, even though you played 13 years for the Indianapolis Colts, you fucking were the person that handled the CBA negotiations. So football happened again. You've been in there. You've kept in touch. You've considered, Consulted. Did you hear all that? How do you block that out? And what are your thoughts about future players maybe becoming a little bit more fast-tracked into positions of importance whenever it comes to coaching in the NFL and you maybe being a blueprint for that, Jeff? Is that pressure? Yeah. No, pressure? No, no. Yeah, no. Listen, I, I love it. Part of the decision when my wife and I were talking about this and praying about it and considering it, uh, I, you know, I was at a place where I worked at ESPN where I watched, you know, Boone go from – you know, he and I talking about baseball on a Sunday night to being the manager of the Yankees, right? I saw, you know, a ton of basketball guys come in and all this 
sudden they are, you know, head coaches at different organizations. And I've watched it. And and the truth is I hadn't seen it happen in the NFL. I'm sure it has happened at some point, but you know, I wasn't familiar with it. And, and as Karen and I were sitting down and talking, I was like, man, like I feel like this opportunity, I feel led by God to do it, you know, as we prayed about it and talked about it. Um, and, and I felt very strongly about it. Like there wasn't, it, it, this wasn't a, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm inconclusive about this and you know, me, man, as well. It, it's not just the job, it's the place, right? It's the who. And I, I love this organization. Like this, like this, this group changed my life, you know, and, and whether it's frog in the equipment room or tea or, you know, Hambone and EB and, 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 and the training staff and, and, you know, the media relation, like, it's not just players and coaches, y'all. Like this is an organization, a community that I love. And so when I, you know, when I hear and ask of, would you consider it? It's it's emotional for me as well that I love these people and I care about these people. I want to do the best for them, man. And if I can help in any way, and I felt like I could. I, and, and listen, you you've known me. People don't know me. I, I I do not mix words, and I'm very comfortable in uncomfortable circumstances. That doesn't bother me either. And so. When, if, what, what, whatever, whatever position it is, I have no problem looking at someone and saying, Hey, here's, here's the level of accountability we're, we're going to be at. And I'm, I'm, I'm good doing that. And I feel like that from a head coaching perspective, that's what your role is to motivate the men, to direct the men, to give a, to give clear vision and concise and, and precise information and allow all the other guys to, to, to empower those coaches to make them the best players. And that's, that's my call, man. And I'm doing it and as far as, like people saying stuff, man, God's my protector, but he defends me. I'm not, I don't know him. I haven't listened. I'll be honest with you. I, I think I sent you the text. My wife sent me, uh, you, it was like you and, and AJ and, and DB and, um, man, I so appreciate that. But uh, I, my family did a good job. Not, uh, I'm, they would say, you, you wait till you hear. I'm like, I don't care if I ever hear it really. Hey, <laughs> listen, I got to tell everybody, I didn't call for advice, right? Like, you know, I wasn't asking, so it's not going to change anything. Uh, I, I'm very convicted in what I'm doing and, and excited for the opportunity. Did you ever in the past, and by the way, this right mindset in, as we talked about it, I'm like, Jeff is the guy who bring in a little accountability in there, which is something you've always been. I mean, even when Peyton Manning's on the team, Jeff Saturday is a talker in that locker room, you know? So I think we were all very lucky to see it. I saw Ed showing up for you yesterday. Yeah. Obviously, Reg was there. I mean, a lot of people very happy for you. So I know you're shielded and guarded. There's some shit out there. There's a lot of us that are fucking pumped for you, Jeff. Okay. You My need to mate. know that. Um, and that is this group right here. These two guys right here and a lot of you that are watching are amongst those. Moving on. Had you ever talked to Jim Irsay about being a coach in the NFL? Uh, and why do you think Jim called you in the middle of that Patriots game and effect effectively offered you the job? Yeah. So, so like from a, from a coaching perspective, I had been offered uh, a few times from, from different organizations, actually. And so um, – and real quick, do you think that if this was any other team that called Jeff in the middle of the season to be a coach anywhere else at any other position, he would have taken it? Or do you think it was just because it was Indianapolis? So, right? No team gave him his shot. I mean, you remember undrafted free agent. The Colts gave him his shot, man. Like, mm -hmm. And he took the most of it. So, no, I don't think so. I don't believe so either. I honestly think that if any other team called him about any other position coach or anything at all, anything, he would probably not have uh, been as quick to uh, say yes. I think it was just due to the fact that it was Indianapolis and like he said, how much he cares about this team. But but my role as a consultant here the last couple of years, uh, you know, I was helping Frank and 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 uh, Strauss, you know, the O-line coach, 
coach or just having conversations with those guys. But like this year in particular, uh, the, the, the first call that I got from Jim during the game that everybody made such a big deal about was literally just about sacks. And, and, and the funny thing was I wasn't even watching the game. I was prepping for ESPN. So I wasn't going to get to the Colts until like they were like at 7 PM on my, on my, on my schedule. Right. So I forget what games I was watching, but he's like, what's going on with our line? You know, we were, we, we got minus something yards and I don't even know when it was in the game. And I, I said, Jim, man, I can't even see it. I said, I'm not, you know, I'm not even too there yet. So uh, I, I don't know what's happening. I can't. I can't help you at all as far as that. But he was obviously frustrated. Um, but but you know, I, my, as my role from consulting, it, what this was the first time I had talked to Frank or Chris, who's the O line coach, or or Jim um, about things that were going on and how to solve problems. So I think that was just the familiarity part of it. As far as the the coaching side of it, none of that happened until much later in in the in the evening, uh, like really late because Ursa keeps. Way different hours. Yeah, than, he's not than I keep. Right yeah, yeah, dude, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm like I'm two hours away from getting on a plane to you know to go back to work, and and so when I, when I look at all of it, man, it, it um the 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 ability to be able to come in and help that was my that was my biggest thing. But it was uh when when the fire was going on and the chaos was going on in the game against New England, I really had no answer because I couldn't see it. That's yeah, regional, you know. It's a <laughs> yeah, living exactly. area. It's tough. I was to watching the Falcons. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> tough to keep up. Uh, it is very difficult to keep up. We're talking to Jeff Saturday, obviously the interim head coach uh, for the Indianapolis Colts. Whenever you're walking into that first team meeting on Wednesday, you have a familiarity with the guys, right? Because you had been consulting with them. What is your mindset? Because you, everything you do now is setting a precedent of your era, right? Did you have that? Was that a conscious thought? And what was your message, yeah. your overwhelming message to the team throughout the week? Yeah. So, you know, and again, you, you, I'm, I'm very process driven. So I walked in, I told them who I was. I told them, you know, why I was here and basically kind of laid out what I just told you about. I care and I care about you and your families. I've sat in your seat. I talked about the coaching staff and how hard I know they work and how much they sacrifice their, their, their time, energy and effort. I talked about the rest of the building and why all those guys and people that I know, um, you know, front office, everybody. And then I talked about how we're going to go, you know, how, how do we go? And, and, and then, and then what my role was. And I was very specific, man. I'm, Look, I'm not the smartest guy in the room. I've never, I've never been the smartest. I've never been the most talented. I've never been the most anything, right? Like, I, and I'm not, and I don't have to be, right? I know I can surround myself with people who are that and who I can empower. And I'm not, again, that doesn't make me insecure, right? It doesn't make me insecure that I don't have every answer. But I will tell you this: I will pursue it if you give me a hey. And that's what I ask my coaches. Is there something I can do to help you? Is there some area? Is there some film? Is there some question that I can go get answered for you? Um, I believe in being a servant leader, and that's my mentality for those guys. And I told all of them, man, I, I, I you know, I'm going to ask of you the same that you ask of me. Whatever you can do to help, do it. Whatever I can, we're in this thing together, man. We're rowing, and and uh, I love the guys here. Yeah, I, I have loved the hell out of that answer because, yeah. again, everyone was always up in arms, Cody, about how, you know, he the fact that he's not qualified, right? He doesn't he's never coached before. He doesn't understand how it works. This and that, this and that. Right. That was the common tread of everyone in the media saying Jeff Saturday should not have this job because he's not as qualified as other people who are in other buildings, right? Or even in the same building that he's at, right? And, you know, he said it. Like, 
I'm not insecure and I'm not dumb. I understand that I'm not the smartest guy in this room. I know I'm not the smartest guy that's ever taken on this position, but I surround myself with people who will help me find those answers and be able to find a way to make it to where this team wins. I love that answer, man. I I can't even like tell people just how much I appreciate a guy like that coming into this situation where people were doubting his ability to do anything and he's able to give an answer like that. And a stark contrast from the previous head coach where, you know, dude, he was literally like not willing to give up the plays. It almost was like he had that. I'm the smartest guy in the room mentality. Like that's what it, that's what it felt like, you know, where like, you know, he never would come out and say it, but like Jeff Saturday, he's not trying to outsmart people. He's just trying to work together as a team and figure it out. And I do wonder if there was that disconnect there between Frank Reich, Marcus Brady, and this offensive staff. I mean, we saw it even this year. It's like, man, like it, maybe it wasn't as, as a collective effort, you know, as it should have been. And that's why there was so much dysfunction everywhere, you know, on this team. And Jeff Saturday comes in and he says, man, let's work together. Let's make this collaborative effort. You know, I'm not, I'm never going to say like, I'm the smartest guy in the room. You know, I've had to work for everything I've been given. I've had to work for it. And that's the mentality I want this team to have, you know, and that is a mentality. Honestly, Derek, I don't think, I think this team was too spoiled and too high on itself for so many years. That's why we saw what we saw the end of last year. That's why we saw what we saw this year is, you know, this team wasn't willing to work for a while. You know, they didn't have that pressure to earn everything that they were given. Yep. And that's what Jeff's doing, man. That's the, that's the culture that he's already starting to build in Indianapolis. And that's a far cry from what they've had, especially this year. A hundred percent, man. Let's keep going. We got a few more minutes of this. Hell yeah. Big time win against the Raiders. The team started out hot. They yes. looked alive. They had negative two yards against the Patriots. I'm mm-hmm. sure you've seen the film in the first quarter. And it was like, <laughs> how is this team? What is going on? They need a new fresh energy. They need the guy that loved the building. I'm very thankful you got hired, even though, uh, you know, the talking point seems to be, oh, this guy's bullshit. Keep going, Jeff. <laughs> Cohen has a question for you. Coach, I believe on, on Monday when you first came in, you said that Sam Ellinger was going to be the starting quarterback. What changed between Monday and Sunday and decision to go with Right. And are you going to do that every yeah. week? Are you going to do that every week? Are you going to be like, uh, you know, because Bill does this and it, Bill's, oh, yeah. Bill's the greatest of all yeah. time. Some people handle the injuries and reporting to media differently. Or is this something you're planning going forward? I apologize for stepping on your question. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not nearly that sly, but I will say this. <laughs> when I got here, when I got here, uh, he was injured. So my okay. first day, so, so I go through Monday and Tuesday, he's on the IR, I mean, on the uh, injury report. And then Wednesday, he doesn't practice. So, um, and then I asked him Wednesday afternoon, like when he was going to get back to it. And so he's like, I'm actually going to try, you know, try to start throwing. And then I watched him come out Thursday and the dude was zipping it. And so I asked the staff, I thought I was like, you know, is this typical? Like, is this a, is this a typical? And, and they said, this is, you know, this is what it was. And I had a, I had a great conversation with Sam and I've told everybody in this building, um, the best 11 are going to play. And the ones that I feel like are going to give us the best chance to win, those are going to play. And, and I'll make the final decision on what that is. If you have an issue, please come see me. We'll have those discussions. But, you know, in interest of all 53's um, benefit, that's what I feel like that the, the head job requires. And so I talked to, to Sam about it. I love the kid. I love his heart. Um, and you saw like chaos is coming, man. When you got a young quarterback, a young, you know, a young play caller, a no experience 
god awful head coach, however you want to describe god it. God awful. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like whatever you just whatever the words are. Um, you know, a guy who has done this a long time, I felt very secure in Matt. And, I, and man, let me tell you, he he had a great week of practice, and and the guys, uh, all the leaders, man, Buck Z. Uh, you know, Matt, I mean, all the guys really cute. They all stepped up in major ways. And, and so I decided to make that call. I knew on Friday what I was going to do or what, you know, but, but I wanted to make sure everybody else was on board um, that had any kind of skin in the game just to, you know, to be kind. But, but again, that was, that was going to happen. And, and Matt obviously played fantastic. And we'll end it with that part right there. But yeah, uh, on that last note, before we end this, um, you know, talking about the Matt Ryan decision, everyone was kind of confused by that, you know, because and that's another thing, Cody, that I think we could hear the dissent, right? Um, and we've kind of said it behind closed doors. You know, there's a couple reasons why we felt like something like this seems a little fishy. And um, we'll we can maybe discuss that for a later video. We're not gonna get conspiracy theory stuff in here right now, but obviously Jeff Saturday said it. I'm going to feel the most comfortable putting the guys in who I think is going to give us the best chance to win. And of course, you know, Sam Ellinger was thrown into an impossible situation, right? We'd said it before and Matt Ryan was even thrown into an impossible situation with the way the offensive line was playing. But, you know, we felt like there was maybe disconnect with how this quarterback situation was handled. But yes, I mean, Matt Ryan coming in, being a true professional and, even Quentin Nelson said it after the game, said that, you know, Matt Ryan is an incredible leader. Uh, he said he took everything that has happened over the last several weeks like an absolute champ. He said when he got demoted, he didn't cry about it. He spent every single moment in that building with Sam Ellinger figuring out the best way possible to make Sam Ellinger the best version of himself. And then when, you know, he said when he was in the weight room, he was talking to him in the film room. He was talking to him on the field. He was talking to him when they're hanging out in the locker room. He's talking to him. So he's trying to do everything. He said, that is a guy that we want to block our, our hardest for. Like that is the guy in Matt Ryan. I mean, it just goes to show you how much Matt Ryan has actually inspired this locker room. It's just unfortunate that now it's only, it's now week 10 before we can finally start seeing this kind of emotion and this kind of feeling towards this situation finally coming out. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a true pro really excited that he was able to step in there and do what he did. I mean, yeah, it was honestly a puzzling thing. Um, whenever it did happen, you know, when he did get benched, we're just like, okay, wow. Um, but yeah, great to see him come out there, you know, have a good game and, you know, maybe this team can, can build some confidence together now. And I'm glad that this offensive line now is excited to block, you know, for their 37, 38 year old quarterback, true professional love how he handled just everything, um, with this. So, uh, yeah, just excited to see, uh, what they can do here, man, in the coming weeks and, uh, what they can build off of this performance. Absolutely. So shout out again to the Pat McAfee show, him and the boys do a fantastic job, fantastic interview with interim head coach, Jeff Saturday. Really awesome there. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Let us know your thoughts on that and be sure to go subscribe to Pat McAfee. If you haven't already, thank you guys so much. And as always go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, 
We all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.